This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Fun to pick this song. I dig it. What's it about? What's it about? I don't know, guys. I just wondered if you could break down the lyrics. It sounds like he wants to take a swim in an ocean. I wonder what ocean he's talking about. This song actually features Jeremiah, who we were talking about yesterday, oh, who's yeah. like in the ICU, um, potentially even on a ventilator as he's dealing with COVID-19. Tyga, Jeremiah, and Veloose. Don't know who Veloose is, but... It's called Adult Swim. You know, I was thinking, um, but it's like you, I, I've been following this sailing race that just started, and uh, I think you'd be really into it. Anyone who's into like Formula One car racing should give this a shot. If you think sailing's not exciting, there's a race that is uh, solo around the world, nonstop, on these high performance boats that technically are almost as sophisticated as Formula One cars. Mm -hmm. It's called the Vendee Globe, and it's currently underway. They have this boat that Hugo Boss is the sponsor of. Okay. It's it's like, take the Batmobile and like the coolest sailing boat ever and combine it into one. This guy doesn't even sit outside. He's in like essentially a cockpit oh. inside, and he's just, this boat has foils. It has all the latest technology. He's got cameras everywhere. Is it one guy? One guy. Alone and, on the and, boat. And on this massive boat that's got to be like 60 plus feet. And right now they're just racing around the world. They just started in Europe and they're going to go around the world and they're going to come back. And um, Do they chart their own path or are they like side by side almost? Uh, well, they chart their own path. You know, they all want to take the shortest way possible, which brings them to the Southern Ocean, which can lead to insane storms. Like there's stories of Vendee Globes gone by. There was a Canadian guy who died what? Uh, from Montreal. Um, yeah, like they end up in these storms where it's like a hundred mile an hour winds. They have no sails up. The wind is, they're going down these massive waves. They can't sleep because the boat can't control itself if they're not like steering it. Yeah. And uh, if they make one wrong move, they're going to get thrashed and be dead. They're, they're so far away from any sort of help. God. It's insane. So but, uh, the, the, they choose to drive their boat into the direction of a storm because it's a shorter route. Well, but what if the guy... Into an area that's known for storms. Oh, okay. But yeah. So some people might take the longer route. Yes. That's less stormy. The ween route, it's referred to as. <laughs> In the professional circuit, yes, the ween route. Um, yeah, it's just a really cool... Uh, it's a really... You know, it, How do they it's sleep? that balance. Great question. It is so loud on these boats because they're so they're going so fast and they're so high performance that they sleep in these like little 15, 20 minute naps. Oh, God. 
And uh, Sounds unless, like a nightmare. for some reason, they're just in an area of the ocean where there's no wind. Maybe they could sleep a little bit longer. But when they're in these like crazy conditions, mm-hmm. they're just they've trained their bodies to be able to function on just little naps as they go. And uh, it's so loud. Like this one boat I'm telling you about, the Hugo Boss boat. Mm-hmm. On average, it's 90 decibels. They, they wear headphones. It guy looks like he's like a tank commander. What's making so much noise? The sound of the water on the hull and all the equipment and everything. Like eh. you go inside, even my sailboat on a windy day, you're going to hear the waves. You're going to hear all the water. Oh. And I, I might sail around at six or seven miles an hour. These guys are going around sometimes 30 miles an hour in <laughs> ocean waves. Like It's the slowest race you've ever seen in your life. They've done this 30 <laughs> miles an hour. I, I guarantee by it's this. It's so exciting. It's the kind of thing where if you did a bit of homework, you could really get into it. I actually am like really interested in the concept. I think it's awesome. I love when people put their lives at risk to try and like accomplish insane tasks. There was this one. There's a great book called God Forsaken Sea, and it's about this one Vendee Globe, which is the round the world race where the Canadian died. This other guy, I think it was a Frenchman, uh, his boat got thrashed. He was trapped underneath the boat. It had tipped over. Um, it was upside down and he had like a little space where he could sit and breathe, but he had nowhere to go because he's out in the middle of nowhere. They have these satellite beacons they can release like emergency beacons to let people know that there's a problem yeah. and they need help. But he had no idea whether or not anyone even... Uh, if it was deployed properly, if anyone could hear it, he was inside his boat for days and days. But he wasn't waiting. wet. He was, he was like, uh, yeah, at times wet. Like he, they have like these survival suits they can wear. Okay, and he was trapped in this like air pocket essentially. And eventually, days and days later, emergency crews got to him. Usually, they have to deploy like a warship. Some you know nearby country deploys a warship. Jeez. And they they put people in the water and they started banging on the hull of the boat. And that's when he knew he was going to be saved. But like, yeah. Does that happen? Is that like a fear that you're going to flip the boat completely upside down and then not be able to get out? I mean, with uh, like, uh, you know, these boats that are just so high performance, maybe not with... It usually doesn't happen with like factory boats that are constantly being made. Okay. But it can happen out in terrible conditions when terrible things happen. That's why I don't like the idea even of like a kayak, you know, that has you up to your waist kind of in a boat and then you flip. You see those guys in the Olympics flip over and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, first of all, I'm going to bang my head on a rock. Yeah. And second of all, I'm not going to be able to flip that thing back around. Yeah, well, they, they don't have that problem. They train for that. <laughs> Does the anyway. Hugo Boss... a little easier to get out than... Just, you know. look, just look up Hugo Boss Vendee Globe. It is the coolest looking boat in the world. Did it's like, the guy who's driving the Hugo Boss boat get yeah. a sick Hugo Boss outfit to wear? Yeah, he's Well, yeah, but not the kind of Hugo Boss outfit you're talking about. He's not wearing a suit. His name's Alex Thompson. He's kick-ass sailor. And, uh, oh, anyway. you're fanboying. He's fanboying. I'm not. I'm just you telling see you. Him? <laughs> he had to drive up his it name. Is, oh, okay. You asked me about yes, the guy. Is. I'm telling you the guy said. I asked you what he was wearing. If I said, does the guy who drive the Mercedes in Formula One car get a cool Mercedes to drive when he's not racing? Yeah. Bundes would say, oh, you're talking about Lewis Hamilton, and yes, he does. And he happened to actually win the F1 championship on Sunday. This is his yeah. seventh one, tied it with Michael Schumacher. Yeah, Before he's the- an amazing driver. Mm. Yes, he is. Anyway, oh. enough people don't want to hear us talk about sailing. I just thought it's it's the boat is really cool. It's like intriguing. The, I'm looking at the boat. I would totally get on this thing and go for a rip. It looks awesome. I, you know, being in, um, you'd be so sick though if you got on it. Every we'd all be so sick. On really? It. Well, because you're inside. 
you know, you're not exposed to the air as oh. much. So you're you're basically in like a in a tank that's going up and down, up and down Ugh. and slamming around. We'd barf our brains out for probably three days before we could even like Barf all over that new Hugo Boss suit. That Hugo Boss suit is covered in vomit. <laughs> yeah. You basically want to go in there wearing one of those like painter suits yeah. that you can just rinse off. I don't know what it is about that uh, commercial, that uh, Grey Goose commercial, where they're out on the fucking sailboat with the oysters and the Grey Goose and they crack them open and they throw yeah. their legs up over the side. But the, first I of all, I love that shit. That commercial. When they're cracking the Grey Goose, they've stopped. Yes. They wouldn't show them underway cracking Grey Goose. <laughs> You're not so allowed to do that, So they've just had right? this wonderful day. Well, yeah. no. It is so, people like on boats um, in Canada, for example, mm-hmm. it's the same rules on a boat as it would be if you're uh, in a car. If you're underway, no one can be drinking. You can't have open alcohol. Mm-hmm. You can have it in the boat just like you can have it in your car if it's closed, you know, in mm-hmm. your trunk or wherever. Mm-hmm. But if you're underway, you can't drink. Mm. Um, lots of people do. Anyway. I mean, if you're driving, I can't drink, eh? No. I can't even crack one Just if like you're driving. If you're driving in an RV, mm. you can't be crushing beers in the back while someone's driving at the front. You're underway. The only thing you can do legally on a boat when you're drinking is you have to be stopped, either docked or anchored, and you have to have... Uh, two other things. You have to have a place to go to the bathroom and you have to have a place to sleep. Mm. If you don't have those, like you could be on a water ski boat mm-hmm. and if you anchor, you're still not allowed to drink even if you're stopped. Because you don't have a bathroom. Because you don't have a bathroom and a place to sleep. Uh, maybe you could justify the place to sleep, you know, with like the cushions and stuff, but you need to have a bathroom. What if I say I got a bucket? I got this Get bucket, a bucket right, right here. here. <laughs> I think you're getting a ticket. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, I would love if I was if I had some money to spend. Yeah. Just living in Toronto, and it would be the same if I lived in Hamilton or anywhere around Lake Ontario. I would want a kick-ass boat, and just just to be like, you know what? Let's get the boat out on Friday. Who's coming on board? We're gonna have dinner on the boat. We're gonna make a night of it. We'll drop you off wherever you need to go. I would love that. It's within your reach. But you're always like, oh, I gotta get a spot. Like, you're my friend with a boat. And how often do I get that invite? Once, maybe a summer. And then it also comes with, well, I got to park it. I got to get a parking spot. Well, no, because I, I did. You know. No, don't even start. <laughs> but that's a thing. Like I, you, My boat is in, on Toronto Island. Right. And uh, during a pandemic, all the yacht clubs mm. tend to not want you to come. Right. They don't want visitors. Yeah. So I had to tie up on a. First come, first serve wall, which yes. is right near Hanlon's Point. Which was rammed. Which was rammed with boats. And I said, <laughs> if I get a spot, come out, let's party, hang out yeah. outside, yeah. you know. And uh, I know. I didn't know if I was going to get a spot or not until I got there. I got a spot. I'm not ripping Pretty on you for belly it. I'm just saying, it's like anyone who buys a car and says, that, oh, they want to go ripping through downtown Toronto and then we'll park and we'll go to a restaurant or something like that. Getting the parking spot is half the thing. You don't even think about those ins and outs of the whole situation. See, I wasn't worried for me because I knew I could just anchor off the island and have a wonderful night. It was Mm. just a question of whether or not you were going to be able to meet us. So I knew I was in for an excellent night from the beginning. (laughs) I just didn't know whether or not you'd be allowed to be a part of it. Just like I know every weekend when I go to a thousand islands in the summer when my boat's down there, I'm having an awesome weekend. Guaranteed. Pretty much, knock on wood. Um... Are we going to do a podcast edition of uh, What's Up? Sure. 
You got some uh, stuff? I I'm, got some stuff you're for you. Chock full of stuff. I got some good stuff. If okay. you guys want to, let's do it. Do Bundus, it. Make it happen. Hey, yo, what's up? What's up, y'all? Hey, what's up? What's up? With Tucker and Mora. What's up? What's up? How many people do you think are having sex while they're supposed to be working from home right now? Like during uh, hours? Oh, during hours? Oh, yeah, nine to five. I'm not going to say it didn't happen at the Tucker household. <laughs> but, oh, yeah? Um, I mean, sure, that would be the best time for us because our kids are at school. Mm-hmm. So my wife has worked from home off and on for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been windows like, but between meetings, like my wife's never just excused herself from a meeting that's still going on. So when you're There'd having be like a sex, window of opportunity, when you're having sex, do you mm-hmm. or at right afterwards, do you ever turn to her and say, "Isn't it incredible that you just got paid to have an orgasm?" I mean, when you think about it, yeah, she is on the clock. But the thing is, is my my wife would do it like she would consider it a lunch break, right? She would say, "I'm not really on the clock right now." Yeah, and right. then and she works so many extra hours outside of a traditional nine to five mm. that it doesn't feel like she's getting paid to have sex. It seems like she just had an appointment, you right. know, like you might. Take with, off to go to the dentist with Doctor Tucker. And you'd, you'd never say, "Oh, I just got paid to have my teeth cleaned at the dentist's office." I don't know. I think about that when I'm in the washroom. I've told you that before. I'm getting paid right now, mm-hmm. really, to go to the bathroom. That was one of my thrills when I first became, like, when I got my first job as a radio, whatever. I was working overnight shift, just running the equipment. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm being paid right now because I was getting an hourly rate. I'm in the bathroom going to the washroom. I'm being paid to do this. That's insane. This is amazing. That's an insane train of thought. Is it? That's like my time. time, My time is worth money. This is my time and they're paying me. So like if I just like drop a little fart right now, I'd be like, they just paid me to do that. That's insane to think that way. I just got paid to blink my eyes twice. Oh, come on. No, no. Bunness, you're with me on I'm this? I'm with you. I've yes. said that many times. Yes. Man. I'm going to use the washroom to go poo I right think it, I think it's, it's more, it's less if you're a salaried employee. It's more if you're getting paid by the hour. Then, then, you know, what you do within that hour... I mean, you're That's getting paid. That's true. That's true. Right? I mean, think of how many people get paid to search Instagram. Yeah. Digital people but, who work in, under in that, social uh, media but, right now. Uh, Bonus, you must have uh, had some Ooh. during work hours encounters. Multiple times. Yeah, that was like my favorite thing to do. Um, before, I was working in like a digital department. So I had a little more of a regular schedule, of like, a, like a six to kind of three in the um, hours. Mm, okay. Um, I would always, and my, my my studio had this great window that looked out into the front foyer of the lobby, so oh. I could see everybody that was on break going to grab a coffee from the <laughs> coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I was constantly, you know, like, computer, look right, check out the window, if I ever spotted something that caught my eye, I would, I, I tell you guys, I would have, my you'd come into my studio and have, like, 10 coffee cups there, because I would get up and I would go buy Shut another coffee up. just to schmooze talk with somebody, and then, like, these coffee cups would stack up. But anyway, yeah, I would find one, and then I'd try to convince them to go on a little break with me in the car, you know? Oh, And then go for a little drive. We might end up parking somewhere. We might end up back at her place. What? My place. And then come back to work, you know? 
Consenting wow. adults. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Well, COVID, right? Well, no, but also, like, I just think <laughs> workplace rules have changed to a point. Well, no, that where in, they would discourage I, that. I think Bundes is talking about somebody who's not even in his same department. I think. No, I know, but just like. I don't know. I mean, like, if if she's into it and I'm into it, what's the problem? I'm yeah, not like, if you're both on break and you both leave as consenting adults, yeah, it shouldn't be an issue. Hey, listen, they're going to come back so refreshed. That's what I said to them. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I said to them. Yeah. <laughs> Productivity going through the roof for the rest of the afternoon. I bring this up because 58% of people who are now working from home who have said that they've had sex on the clock this year. And they're really enjoying the sex on the clock. 68% of people who have been having sex on the clock are now trying a position that they haven't tried before. At work or in sex? <laughs> <laughs> and sex. Oh, okay. So they're they're having sex yeah. while they're working from home, and they're doing things out of the ordinary in that sex session. Well, you know, the, the biggest factor, I would think, would be married couples that have kids. Mm, because if you're right. both working from home and the kids are in school, yep. that gives you the day to just, like, have a little, uh, you know, block off 20 minutes for me at 10.15 today. I got a window and you match up windows and then you don't have to wait till you go to bed after the kids are asleep. you're so tired and you don't have time to try a new position. 52% of us have brought up a new kink or a fetish that we have never mentioned before. Because of working from home. Because of working from home and having that extra time to hook up. Hmm. Isn't that great? I think it makes sense. 45% of the people who brought up the new kink tried it out with their partner. Yeah, you got way more energy in the day. Like, come way come, come nighttime after a full day's worth of crap. You just want to go to bed. You yeah. Know? You're not, like, going to switch things up. I mean, you're home during the day and your husband's home during the day or mm-hmm. working f- from downstairs. Yeah, we have better sex. Like, we, we don't have sex at night. Really, we don't. Like, I'm too tired. I go to bed so early. He doesn't. So we're kind of mismatched in that. But we are better. We're the best first thing in the morning if we don't have uh, our daughter around or in the afternoon for sure. And Mid-day. so since you since you open your business and he's home and you're home during the day, the frequencies increase and from uh, when he was working on a TV show gone all day. Yes. It's tough to say because with, you know, running your own business, you're like working all day. You're going to Costco. You're doing a million runs. So I think we were getting into a rhythm right before the pandemic hit where he was getting better at organizing his days so that he wouldn't get slammed every single day with runs. So you know he could I mean? get slammed in another way? Oh. oh! How much time do you need for him to, like, be free? Are you like, that's not um, enough time. I need to be looked after. I need maybe, to be cuddled uh, and know, snuggled and all that. If we have, like, a good 30-minute window. Okay. And we're pretty good. Sometimes I'll just ask my wife, what's your schedule like today? Do you have, you know, 20 minutes to It's all it takes. Loose? I mean, they say the average sex session is 12 minutes. And when you think about it like that, it's not that big of a deal. But in many cases, it feels like you're running a marathon, you know, that at least you have to build up to that level of energy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard. 23% of us who have gone on a cruise in this past year said we would be down to hit up a cruise again immediately if the Center for Disease Control and Prevention had like a guideline in place. Like, you know, there's a lot of fear around flying. There's a lot of fear around cruises. But 23% of people said, I'd be down to go on a cruise ship. Are you going to be afraid of flying after COVID? I won't be. Um, I think, but I, uh, you know, if there's like still 
COVID in the equation, then I'll wear a mask. I think if people are wearing masks, it's like a miracle. You know what I mean? How effective they can be. Well, you know, I wonder if masks are just going to be more common moving forward. And they've always spoken about how dirty the air is on a plane because it's just being like circulated again and again. Maybe planes, it wouldn't be such a bad idea if you wore a mask moving forward. Not mandated, but if you're like... What, do you remember even two years ago, you'd just be downtown, you'd see people wearing a mask, you'd be like... What's going on there? Is that a, is it are a they, fashion thing? Are, or are they, they just, not well? Yeah. Or are they worried that I'm not well? Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be way more common to see people Absolutely. wear masks. Absolutely. And I think uh, you, it might be beneficial if more people wore masks on planes just because of the air quality. Mm-hmm. 13% of people say they are not planning to ever go on a cruise ever again. I mean, I'm not going to go on a cruise again unless it's free because I just don't like cruises. It's not my jam. Well, I get why yeah, it yeah, is yeah. for some people. You yeah. want to see a lot of places in a short period of time. It's great. If you love to eat, uh, you know, cruises are great for food. My whole thing with cruises is that you have to be somewhere at a set time. And I hate that. Like, yeah. and, and that set time is always in the midst of my favorite time on vacation, which is 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. That final mm. hour and a half of sun mm. when you're in Mexico or Dominican or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you got your like... Late afternoon buzz on. (laughs) You know what the biggest killjoy is? Is when all of a sudden it's like, everyone's got to get on the ship. Yeah, you got to stand in a line. Dinner's at 5.30. You know what? They're pretty good about managing the people getting on and off ships. I never found that to be a big hassle. It was just the fact that I had to get back to the ship Mm -hmm. at a set time. I did a Disney cruise. We were on the Disney Island. Yeah. It was the best. I, I smuggled some booze. Oh, yeah? Had a nice little buzz, and then it's like, we got to get back to the ship at 4.30? It's like... What happens if you don't make it back to the ship? Like, that must happen all the time. People must be like, fuck it, I'm not going. (laughs) It would be different if you're on, like, the Disney Island. Um, But if you're in a country, like, say you stop in Cozumel, Mexico, Mm -hmm. your ship is going to leave within reason. They might wait a little bit of time. Oh, so they passengers. check your name off as you get oh, on the yeah. boat. Oh, yeah. They, okay. they know who's off and they know who's come back. And oh. if there's passengers, they might try and reach out to them, find out what's going on. Uh, but what inevitably would happen is the ship's going to leave. And you got to figure out if you can get back to the ship in the other country or you find your way home. Hmm. What do you expect? I expect you to wait. Just wait? <laughs> it's not I'm like- sure it happens, though, where people are like, wow, it left. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it would happen all the time. Yeah. Or people have medical issues and they have to just stay. And hopefully they have travel insurance that's going to either get them back to the ship wherever their next stop is or to get them home. Yeah. Or you meet somebody at an island bar. Yeah. Freaking boats leaving. What do you do? You stay. You stay. You stay. You stay. <laughs> you stay. That's never going to happen. <laughs> you stay. You stay. You don't let opportunities like that pass you by. Right. Would you really, though? Yes. How? Be- yeah, but like what kind of scenario? If I was on a cruise, which I don't think I'd ever do, but if I was on a cruise and I stopped somewhere, let's say I'm in Santorini, Greece, and I meet this beautiful Athena-like goddess mm. yeah. at some bar, and she's talking sweet nothings to me, I'll let the boat go and I'll <laughs> stay, and I'll have the time of my life with Athena, and I'll get on a plane and fly back home because the story and the memory that that will give me will live on forever. It will make that trip unforgettable. That's called living in the now, Tucker. Funness, that's called racking up debt. (laughs) 
Well worth it, oh, my friend. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah. First of all, you're, you're never going to be on a cruise ship alone anyway, right? You're going to be not. with a chick. If I'm oh, on a with cruise, the buddies. Yeah. The buddies, they'll... They're not going on a cruise. They'll pack up his shit for him and send it back. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's say me and the guys go to Palm Springs for a golfing trip. Something <laughs> lame like that, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. But but Rebecca, the golf cart lady, is a smoke show. Yeah. Our plane is leaving later that night and everyone's going back home. But am I going to stay with Rebecca, the golf cart girl, for a couple extra nights and fly back myself? Yes, I'll take the loss on the plane ticket. Yeah. For sure. What about your traveling to the golf trip okay, okay. <laughs> you've committed three, uh, let's say two thousand dollars for the golf accommodations and golf yes, mm-hmm. okay. your trip is uh toronto via atlanta to get to the myrtle beach area or yep. something you get off you're on a layover at the airport you haven't even started your trip yet you meet a hot girl in a lounge you hit it off and she says you should just stay here instead of going on your lame golf trip that you've spent two thousand dollars on oh that's a good one do good you, scenario do you tell your buddies i'm out i gotta see about a woman and I gotta let see them about go, a girl and let them go on their way <laughs> or are you gonna be like i'm gonna come back this way and we'll spend time in like after the golf trip i think what i would do is i'd say cindy listen i'll spend the night with you and i'll f- get a next flight out the next day and yeah. meet the guys on the golf course compromise uh, okay compromise yeah that's cool I, look i've never been in that situation <laughs> i might do the same thing yeah if the sure. person felt like it, you were just connecting on all the levels have you seen the uh, the movie the wrong missy with David Spade. I've seen pieces of it, yes. <laughs> really funny, stupid movie, but he connects with this woman in an airport mm-hmm. and they are just like on the same page with everything. Yes. They end up banging in a storage closet. At the airport, at the Bundus. At the airport. She's and hot. It, but yes. they both end up having to go their separate ways but want to see each other again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's that kind of scenario. Start talking to someone and all of a sudden things are clicking. Those are the best moments. Those are the moments that make life like worth living. Yes. Make it memorable. Yes. You can have those moments that totally throw off your plan and send you on a different direction. It's unforgettable. You never let that stuff go. So I next feel like time, that's, a, that's a hot person scenario right there. <laughs> that's a hot person scenario. I think it that's can the happen kind of thing to that anyone. That's happens with hot people. Eh. It can happen with people anybody. like me are slow grows. Doesn't happen in a layover. It happens over the course of a couple of days of spending time with me. It can happen in a layover as long as you're confident and you're just like in actually engaged in the conversation yeah. with the person. Totally. Is you're possible. like the rich guy who's like, anyone can have this. They just have to work hard and be confident. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I am <laughs> go live an alternate life as someone who's not hot bundus, and you'll see what reality's really like for average looking people. I really don't think it's about being hot because I don't think I'm like the hottest guy in the world by any means, nor am I the richest guy. No, do I like I don't there's a lot of things that work against me, but I take what I have and I try to turn it up to the best of my ability and I always portray myself as confident even though I may feel like I don't have it all mm-hmm. when I look at myself in the mirror when I go out I've got to put that face on and believe that I am that right, yeah but right. you are a good looking guy no question and so are you, you Tucker, Tucker just so yeah. you know but yeah but I'm you, not you downplay I'm not, yourself you're an attractive man is hot I'm not Bundes hot there's no picture of me on Instagram where someone's just going to go by and go, oh, hello. Holy crap, who's that? But someone who I meet and spend time with might be like, hey, it's a pretty good looking guy because he's a nice guy and he's got these other qualities. It's a good sailor. <laughs> 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 ah, you're funny. He knows about the Vendee Globe. 
Listen, if anyone comes on to you before you go on the Vendée Globe, yeah, yeah, yeah. you say yes okay. and skip the cruise thing. Gotcha. Skip it. Wow. I'm married, so don't have to worry about that happening. Thanks for checking out the podcast. See you again tomorrow. Peace. Don't forget to listen to us. Energy 95.3 Radio. Uh, if you're not in the listening area in southern Ontario, around Toronto, Hamilton, you know, Niagara, Canadian Radio Player. It's called yeah. Radio Player Canada. You'll find us there, too. Cameras rock, we should make a scene or two. Slip aside and got me thinking what we're trying to do. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.